Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tuso. And I'm Ann Friedman. Hello. Hey, bestie. <laughs> Can you tell I'm watching a lot of TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I love when the Gen Z kids call each other bestie. It always makes me laugh so hard. I mean, it's it really is. I know, I know we spend a lot of time and energy explaining why that term is not one we always want to use for each other, but it's like it kind of falls into the pet name category where I'm like, no, like this is not the academic term for the friendship we have, but like it is a really cute like greeting to use with each other. I'm so into it. And I love using it also with like um all of my friends' kids, and they always look at me like I'm such a wild person when I do that. <laughs> I'm always like, hey bestie. And then the seven-year-olds are like, what is wrong with her? And I was like, listen, I'm blessed. Oh my God. I truly though, like a seven-year-old, like that bestie is the appropriate term for a seven-year-old you're really tight with. I love it's that. It's true. I am, um, my very young friends truly, um, not that we should be picking favorites, but my very young friends are some of my favorite humans right now. They are, really have come through. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, wait. So I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves um, with the announcement that this is the kickoff episode for our second annual Summer of Friendship. Hello. I mean, not too so getting ahead of herself. Impossible. Never. Impossible. Born ahead of yourself. You were born (laughs) ahead of yourself. Um, yeah, our little book baby, Big Friendship, the paperback is out on July 6th. Can you believe it? It's been basically a year. Yeah, our book baby is one. I mean, I feel like the paperback coming out is like the book equivalent of like transitioning to solid foods or something like, okay, like this is like the form that this book is going to be in for the long haul. Like now our book can finally be in airports now that it's out in paperback. Like that's how I feel about it. (laughs) Wow. If anybody from our publisher is listening to this, um, please stock our books in airports. That would make me really happy. So yeah, okay, wait. So this episode is out on Friday and like, right, Tuesday, mere days from when you are listening to this, July 6th, the paperback of Big Friendship is available everywhere. And like, can we just have a moment to talk about how cute this paperback is? Because like, I am really excited about it. Not to say bad things about uh, our hardback, but you and I are both paperback people. Like, we are just paperback people. There is a reason that our hardcover did not have a dust jacket because we don't believe in dust jackets. They're a waste of time. (laughs) Um, And honestly, like, we loved working with Elizabeth Spurdakis Olsen. Like, she's an amazing designer. She's a great pal to us. And it was nice to, like, work with her on a design story, you know, for the hardcover and then this. And, like... It's just so fun. And there is this like die cut element that is to die for. And I've been sticking pictures of like all of my friends in the die cut. And it's making me very happy. 
Yeah, so there's like this little circle hole cut into the paperback cover and then like a kind of colored layer behind it. And in between those two layers, you can totally slip a photo of you and your friend. And I have to say, it's like the perfect size actually for a photo booth photo because like there are many, many, many pictures of you and me, but there are actually not that many in which our heads are like tiny enough and close enough together to like be perfect for this cutout. So part of our agenda when we see each other in person to celebrate this paperback is to take a photo booth photo so that we can use this paperback cutout the way it was the way goddess intended i know it's so wild that we don't have that many photo booth photos considering the era in which we became friends you know right that was such a like every bar had one of those but i guess dc bars did not really have them but we would i felt like we always got in them anytime we were out of town I know. I also had this kind of false memory that like there were all these photo booth strips of you and me like hidden somewhere in like the dusty boxes where I keep my like physical papers and uh, could not find any. So, you know, we are going to have to do some research about where in like the greater New York tri-state area we can find a decent photo booth because guess what? Also, we are about to see each other in person like for I more mean- than a moment. Yes, in the flesh, we saw each other briefly in the pandemic and truly it felt like a fever dream. I'm just like, I'm going to see you for like many moments, sit on the same couch as you, eat the same meal. I'm very excited about this. I mean, this is a thing that... um you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff in our book where we are like, listen, we're not representative. Friendships happen differently. Like we're not like the kind of baseline case study. But like when it comes to seeing someone who you care about so much and have missed desperately in the pandemic, um, like around this time, we are kind of an American average in that way. Like I feel like right now is a moment when whatever, a few weeks leeway on either side. But like people are starting to be able to because of like vaccination and because of like lots of other privileges i.e like we are all still like alive and kicking on this planet like are able to see each other are able to finally reconnect after like this period where friendship had to happen over screens or over the phone and like whew, i i'm feeling lots of feelings about it i feel really good I about know. it I feel a lot of feelings, like the simultaneous, like feeling so good about it and also just just really struck by how lucky and how privileged we are. And also um, like a sense of nervousness, I think I haven't had in a while. That's been all of my reopening feelings is nervous, but good nervous, not like bad nervous. It's funny because um, I was I was reflecting on this and it's not it's not so much that I feel nervous, but like, I think I have this sense of like, really wanting to make the most of or feeling really precious about my friendships. I went a couple weekends ago on this like, big group camping trip. And like, let's table my feelings about camping because I have nothing positive to say. And (laughs) we really have come through a pandemic. You went camping with people? Wow. Let me tell you, a friend planned this at an earlier era of the pandemic when it seemed like maybe it would be a kind of safer way to gather like it's like we can be separate, but like sort of near each other outside like that. That was the impact. But then it ended up that by the time the the trip rolled around, like it was safer for all of us vaccinated people to be together indoors. And so anyway, but the trip carried on. 
Um, again, not going to like, you know, absolutely slam people who like to sleep on the ground by choice, like people who enjoy getting bitten up by bugs. Cool story. Live your truth. Um, but like for me, <laughs> the real draw was like, okay, like a lot of unbroken hours with people like, you know, staying overnight in the same place as friends felt like so precious and amazing um, because I have had this feeling of like, okay, the hour I spent on a walk with a friend or like the the like very distant outdoor meal that we shared just was like not enough time like my my friendship well has been so depleted in the pandemic that I'm like desperate and so the promise of like go stay overnight near your friends who you've missed was like just impossible to pass up just I would I would I would camp again for the same opportunity like I'm shocked to reveal to you if um po- if podcasting is still a technology that exists in a hundred years and someone is listening to this, I need you to understand how bad the 2020 pandemic was that it made my friend Ann Friedman go camping. Like that's how dangerous it was. It was so bad that in order to see each other safely outside, she had to go camp. Like th- this is p- millions of people have died, and it was a terrible time. But I cannot overstate how much this camping detail should like tell you the horror of the moment that we're living in. <laughs> here's here's why I bring this up though. Like I actually did not want to com- just complain about camping. I had like a real I had a real reason for for invoking this trip because um, the friend who planned it like she sort of has like a couple of different wings of her friend group as many of us do. And like, I know all of the friends in law, like the, the, her kind of like other friend group. I'm, I've known them for a long time. I'm very like, they're very friendly acquaintance types. And then, um, and then there's also the people who I'm like a bit closer to who are like in my wing of like her friend group. And at an earlier time, like maybe pre pandemic, I would have also spent a lot of time with the friends in law, like just being like, Hey, like what's up? I don't see you all that often. How's it going? And something about, the timing of this trip happening when I felt like such scarcity and depletion like when it came to the friendships that like are very very close to me I like didn't even have it in me to go chit chat with the friends-in-law I was like all I want to do is sit here and soak up my nearest and dearest for as many hours as possible and I felt kind of bad about it like I was being antisocial and like not seeing everyone who was there but I think it really speaks to something that's happening for me which is just like also why I'm so excited to come see you. I'm just like more hours, please like fill up my friendship bucket, everyone. Oh my God. Do I have friendship water for you (laughs) so much? I love it. I mean, you always fill my bucket, but like, I'm just saying like, I am really in this like hungry, desperate place where I just, I am obsessed with spending hours around my friends. Yeah. I have like, as you know, have been going through the up and down of um, mental health, like madness. And I've had some like really terrible downtimes in the pandemic, including like very recently where I hit a wall where I was like, wow, like didn't know there was a new bottom that we could hit. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, um, mental illness is a surprise every single time. Um, (laughs) But all of this to say that I am really pleasantly surprised at how just in a good mood I am recently. And so much of that correlates with like seeing people I hadn't seen in a long time. Like some of it is obviously that my brain chemistry is just back. It's like my brain chemistry is back. Um, 
Um, running has been really fun. My least favorite thing to do becoming the thing that gives me, um, really gives me like a, like the will to live is also hilarious. Um, because as you know, exercise works, but it's a full pyramid scheme. And so, but I really believe in it as like mood management. (laughs) Um, but even my therapist like said to me this week, he was like, wow, you, he was like, something has changed. This is my new therapist that like we met in the pandemic. And and it was like really fantastic to just be like, hi, this is myself that you don't know. Like I'm back. Like she's back. This is the self that you don't know. Like full frenetic energy. Like <laughs> so happy to be alive. So happy to be here. So happy to be among people that I love. And it's and when I was telling you that nervous feeling, I really feel that like every day it's almost like um it's like that energy when you're going on a first date with someone. Like my Anytime I go meet someone, like all of the clothes are on the floor. Like, what am I gonna yes. wear? How am I gonna do? Like, it's so, it's so frenetic, and it's really giving me like twenty-four-year-old like going to meet someone um, at a bar that you don't know is a restaurant. You know, like, is it a restaurant? Is it a bar? Like, are we gonna make out? Are we not? Uh, you know, and also like, do I look cute? Do I not look cute? Like, does this look go from day to night or whatever? Uh, yeah, I have those like butterflies like I've never had in, um that I haven't had in so long. And it really is like new relationship energy, except with people that I already know. And just like seeing, I'm like, I want to look cute for my friends. I want to dress for them. I want to be, you know, like, I don't want to be um, Jeb Bush, low energy. But it's been so nice. And randomly, I've had like so many friends in town. And it's also been nice just like collapsing all of the friend group. Like I... um. I'm really back on my, like, everyone must must meet each other. And I feel like the last time I really did that was a couple of years ago, kind of like with you and the college friends and everyone. And I was like, that, like, that phase is back again, where I was like, everyone must meet in the pandemic and they must um, collapse into like one, one crew. But yeah, I've been, I've fully been living kind of like a, like college student energy where like three nights in a row, I came home at like 7am and I was like, that is wild. And, um, and it's just been really fun. It's fun to see old friends. It's fun to see new friends. It is intoxicating to see friends who don't know each other exchanging phone numbers. I also had this like really wonderful night where I went to dinner with two pals and then we called another pal who was like available and showed up, which was like, wow, like none of us are in the borough that we live in. So like, this is a commitment. And then we were walking down the street to meet someone else and we ran into like all of these people that we knew in a, like on the sidewalk of a restaurant, like between three of us, we knew every single person at this bar and or this restaurant rather on the sidewalk. And I was like, wow, New York is back and I'm back. Like I just, I, I just, I don't know. And it's been, um, it's been really fun. I, I love hearing you say that. Like I, I had, um, I had dinner with a friend on Friday and like, she was, she was saying something really similar of like how she feels like herself for the first time in months and months and months. And I don't know, I feel that for myself too. I mean, I, um, I, as you know, identify as like a strong extrovert. And like, I think I've really put some precise meaning around what that means for me. And like, for me, it's not like, um, I'm at parties all the time. I mean, like, I do not know the last time I was awake until 7am. I definitely have not had those nights lately. But like, for me, it's like, I understand myself best. And I feel most connected to myself when I'm surrounded by 
other people often like people who and not just like a big group of strangers but like you know the idea of kind of like intellectually and in person bumping into my friends and the people who like both know me and challenge me people who are like presenting fresh ideas and also like like prompting me to express things that I didn't even know I was thinking about like I have really missed having that drawn out of me and like you know you and I are old hands at doing long distance like obviously I was on the phone with people a lot in the pandemic and I like you know had my period of zoom dates and game nights and like you know all those things that we all did to get by but I am I'm really realizing how much my identity and sense of self is reliant on like sharing the company of the people I love like in person and um and that that thing that you said about like feeling like you're really back to yourself is also a way I feel like I also feel like I'm like I have a body again I am back to like experiencing myself in a real way like it's almost like I was like in a deprivation tank or something and I'm like where does my <laughs> where does my body end and begin like wh- what how do I interact with the world I was like I felt like I had like no ideas and like I I also like you know like it's it's obviously like different for you and me or different for everyone individually but like I also had my like really dark moments of the pandemic where like when I think back I'm like like that is how it felt like total like sensory deprivation not by choice like not in a relaxing way and I'm just like I feel like my senses are rushing back like that's what's happening yeah I mean it's so funny to hear you say that you know um there were some things that were obviously hard in the pandemic and um obviously like mental health like 100% one of them but for me like I am I am not an extrovert. Um, I'm very good with people. I'm very social. I talk a lot. I fool everyone, but um, I do not get my energy from people at all. I, <laughs> I only get my energy from myself. And in fact, I need a lot of alone time, which is the, it's the heart of the darkness of anybody who loves me is how much alone time I need. <laughs> but um, <laughs> The rejection of you needing to be alone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, listen, I love you, but I've chosen darkness um, and aloneness. Um, and honestly, I do it for the both of us. But I, you know, like, and I think like it's why I've been so surprised at how much I, like that was not hard for me at all in the pandemic. The like inside cat life with three people that you see secretly. And I feel really ashamed saying this because there was so much suffering in the pandemic. For me, that was not a nexus of my suffering at all, you know? Mm. And I, and it's something that I felt, um, it's been really hard to watch like people that I love just really kind of be driven like to madness almost Mm -hmm. by having to be just by themselves whereas like for me I was like wow like if I could have a hundred more days of this without the dread and without the you know like everything that COVID comes with for me I would take it you know I, I don't wish it on anyone else and so it's why I've been so pleasantly surprised at just like my stamina and my energy and my wanting to be around people And, uh, you know, and I think I also like one nervousness that I had that was not a good kind of nervousness is that there were definitely like, you know, the, the big friends and the close friends. I, I was feeling like secure about like, okay, how are we going to navigate like the distance, the emotional distance and the, um, and the physical distance? Like, how can we navigate that? Even for like big friends that I feel that, you know, there's been like such a gap and that the, the, our, our collective stretch has just been really hard. I feel equipped to be like, okay, like we've had a hard year. How do we reset? 
a nervousness that I had was like, how do you do that with like acquaintances and like casual friends? And, you know, like the people that I only see at fashion parties or the, like the downtown friends, the like, you know, the travel friends, the whatever, where I was really feeling the sense of like, almost like I had abandoned a lot of people. Um, you know, because everyone had to go inside with kind of their, like, uh, whoever was in your emotional bunker was who was in your emotional bunker. And it's been really hard to to recreate these, like, moments of just, like, casual connection. And I think that um, running into so many of those people recently, like, what a thrill it is to be on a sidewalk and someone, you know, like, no mask, like, someone recognizes you and you recognize them. I'm like, wow. Like, you know, and, and for, with some of those people, I was like, okay, like nothing, like we can go back to the rhythm that we used to have and there's no hard feelings and there's no, you know, and, and in some cases, actually with some of those friends, I was like, oh, we were actually able to go deeper because there was just an acknowledgement of like, hi, we don't actually spend a lot of time together, but I have been thinking about you for a while, you know, or, or like hearing, like I had a, um, someone who I'm very fond of, who I almost never spent, actually not almost never, I have never spent time alone with this person because we know each other kind of like in a group and we decided to have a one-on-one for the first time. And this is someone that I like casually text with. I, I see them a lot and we got together and we were both able to like say something that was like true and personal about us. And I just, I just remember being like, wow, like I know that everyone says the the conventional wisdom is that the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. Like I get it. Um, it's hard to just like make room for people and all that stuff. But people will surprise you if you let them and you should also surprise yourself a little bit. Like I I just, I thought it was such a sweet moment and I really appreciate this person so much. And I've just been thinking about them a lot where I was like, wow, like you've had a lot, a hard, you've had a hard year. I've had a hard year, but more importantly, I've known you for like four or five years, but we didn't really know anything intimate about each other. And now we like hold some intimacy and that was also nice. So I don't know. I'm also, um, you know me, um, I don't suffer FOMO at all. Like I am, fully um i'm fully jomo joy of missing out nothing makes me happier than an event that i'm not at that two people i love are at and they send me a picture like nothing like that's my truly like that's my heroine i'm like the hit the the hit of that is so sweet and i'm like and i don't even have to be there thank you um but there's been something like really sweet about just like being among people and so i'm faking fomo even though i don't feel it at all but i feel like all of my socializing is to prevent a kind of fomo that i don't have at all um but i don't know it's just um it's been it, it's been like really nice to connect with people and to hear about how life has been tough for them and also a reminder that we're not out of the woods, you know, I'm like Delta variant. If you're hearing this, please, I, I, I don't think Anne can handle camping one more like time. So please <laughs> stay, stay wherever you're at. Um, human connection, man. I know it sounds really cheesy. Like it's all, you know, like the things that people who go to like professional conferences or whatever, all of those like cheesy, like kind of like team building activities or whatever, the thing that they're trying to simulate that we always like, roll our eyes about I was like it turns out actually that physically being present with other people that you make time and space for is very important right um okay we have to take a quick break and then I want to keep talking about this like like are we back what is happening now that we're back and also like the versions of ourselves and our friends that have emerged or starting to emerge um now that we're in this like at least you and me and our friends in this kind of slightly different vaccinated period 
you invoked the Delta variant. <laughs> I I have to tell you. If you that say it is, one more time, you'll conjure it. No more. Listen, I didn't play that game at sleepovers as a child, and I'm not playing it as an adult. I don't believe that. But I do believe that sort of like the thing I was saying earlier about this, like, this sort of preciousness of the time I feel with my with my close friends. I I really have this sense of like wanting to see the people who I've missed like right now in case this is a narrower window of opportunity. Like not saying it will be. I mean, look, like all of life is narrow opportunity because none of us knows when we're going to die. Like that is true. Um, but I, I really like thinking about my summer and like, you know, I... A, f- a friend, my a dear friend of mine from home, who's been vaccinated a long time um, because she's an essential worker, came to visit me. Um, I'm about to see you for like a really solid visit, and like other like super close friends who live in New York. I am planning trips to see like my other nearest and dearest, like you know August, like really not. I don't know. Like I can't really relate, although I respect like people who want to do tourism right now. Like for me, I'm just sort of like I gotta spend this time, like seeing in person the people who I have missed so right emotion emotional tourism I can't oh my do God, tourism yes. tourism yep I hear you yes fully like I want to see you like you know there are like whole children that are like different children in my life who I'm like I need to be there because I'm like I don't even know what books you're into right now you know like like yeah. I really am feeling like I I need to show up and be present for um you know like my my most important people and like it's interesting like hearing you talk about like the joys of kind of rediscovering acquaintances or maybe those looser friendship ties the little friends if you will not big friends um and I I just I wonder if I'll get there like it sounds exciting to hear you say that but I am weirdly like still in this place of like okay it's almost like secure your oxygen mask first and then and then I'm like and then the next tier around you and then like maybe after that but like I it's not it's not even about like um that I have an anxiety around seeing those people it's just like my priorities feel really clear right now and that is something that I feel good about I'm like I kind of know the people and the experiences that I am really eager to prioritize yeah I hear you on prioritizing and I think that um you know I have the same kind of like mindset when it comes to risk taking because I know that you were someone who took COVID incredibly seriously and uh, you know like I um I feel the same way about myself and it it's interesting to go from like full lockdown like truly only seeing like two people like never inside to like this this level of like feeling very like I feel very safe being um indoors with friends who are vaccinated outdoors like unmasked with like most people you know what I mean and and I'm like really trying to temper that with the fact that like the WHO guidance from this morning for example is that vaccinated it's like vaccinated people should continue wearing masks um, even though our own CDC has very much relaxed the <laughs> the advice on ma- mask wearing. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the CDC is like better or worse than the WHO. If anything, we have learned that um, nobody is in charge. And, uh, you know, there's been very bad comms around COVID. But I guess like my point is to say that something that is different 18 months or however long we've been in this. Has it been 15 months? Like whatever it is that is different is that now... Everyone has a different matrix for like risk taking, you know, Mm -hmm. like at the beginning, you like truly could not um, 
in the beginning, I was as conservative as you could be because I was like, I've never been through this before, so I don't know what works or not. And really, like, um, and I remember looking at people who were like the people who were going on walks and the whatever, the people that like everyone was scolding. I remember looking at them, not wanting to scold them, but truly befuddled, like, wow, like you feel, wow, okay, like you, like you're brave to do this. And I think everyone just takes risks in a different way. But something I know that has shifted for me is that I, I'm now in a place where it's like, okay, I'm trying to temper like being safe with seeing people that I love and also like truly understanding that even probably within mere days of recording, like maybe by the time this podcast airs, we will be back in a full lockdown, like who knows, like certainly other countries are, where I feel okay with taking the risk of like having a little bit of a social life right now because I, I need it for like mental health. I need it because we don't know what the future holds. And it's been such an interesting also way to navigate that because again, like everyone's like personal situation like comes into the, in, into the fray. Like for me, I was like, I'm happy to do that because I don't really have kids and I live alone mostly. So it's an easier risk to take for one person. And everyone kind of has to navigate it on their own way. But I'm, I'm really finding at least like in my friend group here, like a sense of, it's a little bit easier to talk through some of this stuff than it was like 15 months ago when we were all freaking out, you know? And every, it's like anything you said was like, are you trying to bring COVID in our house? And, and I think that that makes me feel hopeful about the future also, even though I'm like, we don't know where we're going to be at pandemic wise. I feel like, um, I cannot speak for the rest of the world, but I feel that in my own interpersonal relationships, a sense of like, okay, like, we have a little bit better muscle for how we are going to navigate this together than we did when it first hit. I love that you invoke muscle because like one thing that we wrote about in the book that I am, I remain convinced could have been the entire book is about stretching and like how friends find empathy and ways of staying close, even when like their circumstances are really different. And I've been thinking about that a lot in the pandemic, like not only the the pandemic itself as a stretch, like as you say, people reacting differently about like their needs and what makes them feel safe and like what they need to do as like caregivers or for their own health or all of these factors we've all been weighing for years, or years, <laughs> 15 months. <laughs> I'm like years and years. It feels like forever. Um, but there's also the, like all of this stuff that isn't literally about pandemic health and safety that the pandemic has surfaced, which is to say like we all have more information now about like whose parents have a vacation home that they could go away to or about who can afford a pod helper for their children or about like who is willing to take travel risks and can afford to do that in a pandemic and who is like really, really financially struggling. Like it's kind of surfaced other things that like maybe we chose not to talk about or didn't know about as like gaps or differences in our friendships. And, um, you know, I, it's interesting because like for me, I, some of that stuff, at least at this point is still maybe kind of in the background a little bit like where I'm like okay like there are friends who I know we have these differences but we haven't really connected in person again and so we're still selecting what we're going to keep in touch about even if I have this additional info about you and I think as I start to be out in the world a little bit more and like it becomes more of a prospect of like spending more hours in person with someone who I maybe haven't engaged with that much these 
questions of like, oh, maybe our values aren't what we thought they were, or maybe we don't have these points of similarities that I thought we did, I think become more present in conversation, like harder, harder to avoid. And it, it really strikes me as um, this potential make or break moment, you know, like not the pandemic itself, but like this fallout where we all have this new info of like, okay, like, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to talk about it? Are you going to be the one to bring it up? Are you... Um, are you going to be the one to say how you feel about that? Or are you just going to let it kind of simmer in the background and like let it affect the friendship, but not really take control of how it does? Um, I've been reflecting on that a lot lately too. Yeah. I've also just been reflecting so much on like the kind of the conflict I've had with friends in the pandemic that was pandemic related because some of it was like definitely like needed to have it because um it was never about COVID. It was completely about mm. boundaries and about consent, you know? And, and again, I was like, going through this will make us better. Um, it'll make us better to each other. We will have better sex. We will have better intimacy. We will have better dinner parties. <laughs> we will have like all the things because it's never, for me at least, like it was never about getting sick or not. It is mostly like, how are we talking to each other? How are we navigating risks? And how are we respecting each other's boundaries? And there were really instances of like, you know, and like, you know, we're like a, we're vagina monologues feminists. I know that that's not a cool <laughs> thing to say, but that's literally our era. Like, you know, like there are things where I'm just like, whatever, like we've done that. Like I know how to talk about this, that I was really struck by like how hard it was where I was like, wow, like, I can talk about money, I can talk about sex, I can talk about so many things in a way that really, I'm really stretched by saying like, okay, here is my kind of like COVID hygiene. Does it line up with your COVID hygiene? Um, I was really, it was like interesting to me, especially with like some really progressive friends, how like, you know, you think that you're really good at what kind of conversation and actually it was not translating at the other kind of conversation. And so that I've also just been thinking about. And then there is also just the like my annoyance at like, you know, like the scolds and the people who were mad at the scolds and then the, the people who just love to be scolded. And then just how like childish some of that became when actually this was a conversation about how are we being kind and good to each other. So I'm thinking about that a lot because there are definitely like some offenses where um, like nobody close to me, but there are definitely like some people where it was like, mm, yeah, like we're um, like our relationship will not bounce back from like some of like COVID behavior, you know, that has less to do with like was COVID introduced or not in the friendship and more about like, oh yeah, we don't know how to like talk about this really hard thing and it's going to have repercussions for other things what a weird time to be alive. Like so many things that I don't want to revisit. Like I, I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm not interested in like hearing how everyone's pandemic has been, which is what's been so nice about seeing people. Nobody is doing like this season on Amina. Like that's not what's happening. It truly is like, tell me what's, what's happening with you. But at the same time, it's been such an eye opening moment in, okay, like so much of the social contract is how do we keep each other happy and alive? And, um, and I am really aware at the places that I'm good at doing that and the places where I really fail. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've really learned a lot about like how my friends processed difficulty and like trauma and what makes them feel safe. And like some of that has been in really explicit like conversations or, or observations about like how people are handling health and safety. But like also some of that has been about like 
you know, the ways people are approaching this kind of like, like post vax, like slightly more open period where I'm like, oh, like, like, you know, people who I've known for a long time, I'm just like, oh, right, like this trait I observed in your personality, like maybe you didn't love germs before, but like now I'm seeing that Mm. you are still wiping down your groceries. And I actually know that you and I both know that that's like probably not necessary for your health and safety, but like your brain is like doing a thing to keep you safe. And that is like about your mental health. And like, what does that tell me? Like it's been, it's been actually like, I don't want to say it's been like a gift. I don't want to use any language no, like that. It has definitely but not been a blessing. No, but I have, I, I will say this. I appreciate like having this kind of depth of knowledge about how some of my friends react to difficulty and adversity, especially when they're friends who I haven't known through a major grief before or something like that. And I think, um, you know, there is you know, speaking of stretching, it's like, right, like, once you know how to work that muscle, like you can use it in other contexts. And I think I do appreciate um, having more info about how some of my friends like, like need and want to be supported when times get tough. And also info about myself, like, you know, how how I need to be supported when things get when things get difficult for me. I think that, um, you know, like, that is that's information that's always changing you know the kind of support you may have needed 10 years ago from your friends might be really different than what you need now and I I I really am thinking that like I have some up to the minute info (laughs) about the ways that like um you know the people I care about most uh need me and I need them yeah I hear you on that I think you know another thing that was like really true for me and maybe um definitely true in my experience in New York and hopefully like this is reflective for a lot of people is that it was also actually a really, um, it was a really difficult time, but it was a really lovely time to get to know your neighbors. Like Mm. I have made some like very loose, small connections, whether they were in my neighborhood or just in the city or the people who smile at you at the park, the ex, the person, you know, who has an extra mask for you, the person who like, um, you know, helped me navigate the subway, the just, these like really small moments of, you know, or even like my, my dental hygienist who is an icon, like these, just these really small moments of like talking to strangers um, that I am not someone who talks to strangers at all. And, uh, and I'm really, I was like, I am fully like never going through life, never doing that again, because (laughs) just, I've had like really sweet moments of intersecting with someone for a really small amount of time in really trying moments where um, the other human always impressed me. I was like, man, like, again, let let people surprise you. A lot of people are jerks, but a lot of people not jerks. And it's been, um, in fact, like one of my neighbors at the entire pandemic, I have only known him with a mask. I saw him without a mask last week. And I was like, wow, that's what you look like. This is amazing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Meeting, you know, it's like, um, there's only ever two reactions when the mask goes off. It's always like, wow, hotter than I thought or like, hmm, interesting. Um, (laughs) and I, but you know, even something like that is so thrilling, but I have to say that, um, for people who live in cities, at least, uh, you know, part of living in a city really is just is a hurtling it into each other all the time. But I really hope for everyone who lives in a big city that you really got to know your neighbors because it was a very special time. Ugh. It okay. is a very special time. I'm not talking about it like it's gone. We're still living right. in it. So. Right. Um, okay. So speaking of getting to know people, do you feel differently about yourself and your relationship with yourself 
um, and what your self knowledge and all of that uh, now as opposed to 15 months ago? Well, and as you know, I am a post processor. <laughs> so I will probably be able to conclusively answer that question in seven years. Please put a note in our calendar. Okay, but do um, you suspect? Do you have any suspicions? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I suspect. There, um, there were some things where I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm equipped for this. Like, I literally grew up in, like, West African chaos. You know what I mean? I was like, some of this stuff, I was like, okay. Like, this is, like, I, not that I'm built for it or that it was easy to do, but I was like, okay, like, um, th- every day is chaos. I was like, that's literally how I grew up. So, in some sense, I'm not... Um, my own reaction to crisis never surprises me because I've had to be in crisis mode so much, even when the crisis is extended. So that was not that much of a surprise. I think that where I have been really surprised are just like things that I didn't know I was capable of, like really just small things. I think also for me, it was mostly like what, what has changed for me is being reminded of very old pleasures. Like I've had mm. a really play, I've had a really playful time. Um, and part of that is because a lot of my friends have kids of all ages. And I think that being around children just like brings that out of you. But I also think that, you know, that season one of the pandemic, like the great regression where we were all like tie dyeing and like, you know, all of the, where, where the people with the privilege, us, were all doing that stuff. And, um, you know, pretending that like working from home was like being at the spa um, when that was not the case for everyone. But I think that there was a lot of like, um, just like forgotten, like small pleasures that I I was able to explore again and that was really um that's been really nice and I'm just like that um I yeah I think that it's less about like did I learn something new about myself and did I remember something that I had really not made time for in a long time and Mm. remember how much I enjoyed it and yeah and just like these really really like you know nothing earth shattering just really small ways and I think I also um I like to learn a lot um and there's a world in which I would be a student for the rest of my life, but who is going to pay for that? Not me. And I've had like a really good opportunities to like learn things in the pandemic. And that's been really fun. Oh my God. It's so true. If you were the child of an intensely rich family, I can see you just getting like PhD after PhD. Like I can totally see that as like a path not taken. <laughs> 100%. Also, Anne, have some respect. Never a PhD. That's too much work. I would just like rack up bachelor's. That's what okay. I would do. I would be like, I have 19 bachelors. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love to learn and I got to learn stuff. Um, what about you? Tell me. Well, this is just where I am today. Like you, a notorious post-processor. So I'm sure I will have like much bigger and better thoughts about this far in the future. But where I'm at right now is really like an interesting point with relationship to my body. Like I think the thing I was saying earlier about... Um, like the deprivation tank of the pandemic is real like pre pre Mm. like you know like maybe like two years ago I would have told you that I'm like yeah like I take pleasure in getting dressed I like being out in the world but like I don't really like I don't I don't feel like deeply connected to or in my body like I've never been someone who gets like an exercise high or like I don't know like there's something about it where I'm always just like as if these things can be separated but I'm just like brain first like that's always been like how I feel and there is something about um, you know kind of like coming back to the world where like that energy of like a million pieces of clothing on the ground because I like 
am still I'm working through in a new way how I want to be in my body in the world yeah. is a thing that I've been thinking about a lot. And I think it's one reason why I'm so excited to come see you in New York. I'm like, ooh, like a chance to like try on a bunch of different clothes and be a body in the world in a new way, in a new city. Um, that's not just me walking loops around my neighborhood in leggings, which yeah. is like a fine way to live, but like is really very different than the way I've been in my body for most of my life. So I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that. And, um, and you know, and then everything, everything I said earlier about, um, you know, just realizing that um, conversation and in particular in-person conversation is how I hone and clarify my ideas about the world. I mean, it's like, it is, it is so 101. I'm like, here I am. I host, I'm, I've hosted this podcast with you for like how many years? Like, of course I like to hone my ideas by talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, doy, oy, oy. Um, I, for one, am shocked, surprised and I shocked. Know. But like new, I guess some new levels of appreciation for like, um, the things that allowed me to extract like pleasure and meaning from my life is like where I where I am at. Um, and and yeah, and that sense of like uh, the preciousness of time, like not just because of like Delta variant, Delta variant, Delta variant, um, but because of but just because of like, right, like the realities of also having a body and like the fallibility of bodies. Um, so I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. And and also just some like deep excitement, frankly. I'm like I am so so excited to come see you. I'm so excited to sign this book side by side. Like you and I had this like intent we did all the hard stuff together of writing a book and then we didn't get the fun part together like we didn't get the celebration together and i am ready i'm ready for the party i am ready for the like like looking deep into each other's eyes and being like we did this we fucking did this like yes (laughs) well i am going back into hermit life soon because i've been living like a college student as um as i mentioned earlier but i am very much looking forward to like finding every single photo booth in this town and uh taking a million pictures with you because we're gonna have to fix that i'm looking forward to um frog and toading (laughs) i am uh, yeah i just am look i'm just really looking forward to being side by side I just cannot, um, you know, I like, I know that we're good at long distance, but you know, you gotta, you gotta put the FaceTime in, man. And so. (laughs) And not capital F, capital T, like actual FaceTime. (laughs) I know actual FaceTime. You know me, I like, I would thrive in a long distance marriage. Um, But (laughs) this is one of those times where I'm like, "Mm -hmm, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see your person. So I'm excited to see you and I'm excited to party big P and small P. Oh, okay. And I, before we go, some, some biz that relates to like our book and partying. Like one thing is that we are going to be doing some stock signings at independent bookstores together. And you can essentially buy a book from these places and get a signed copy. We will put that info in um, or on our Instagram, which is at Big Friendship Book. So you can check there for info about how to get a signed copy and quite possibly a personalized copy for a friend because like, guess what? We're going to be sitting side by side and can like sign with our own hands. Um, And then the other thing is that we have some really amazing like friendship related episodes coming up this summer. So good. Are you tired of listening to us? Because I'm tired of listening to us. Um, There's going to be some really great guests coming um, in the next couple of weeks. And they're going to tell you all about their own friendships. They're all podcasters. 
who are also friends. Um, can we name some names? Is that cool? Oh, like only only your number one faves. Like, yes, of course. I think we can name some names, right? Is it too okay. soon? You're going to get Claire Mazur and Erica Cerullo. You are going to get Camilla Blackett and Priyanka Matu. You are going to get, who else, Anne? Idalise Malave and Joanne Sandler of Two Old Bitches. Yes. Um, and really like, you know, I mean, that's many just kind more. of sh- many, many more. Many more. We are nosy people and we are so excited to ask these other friends and podcasters some questions about their friendship because really the whole point of Big Friendship, our book, is to invite people to tell specific stories about their friendships, not to just read about ours, um, not to ask us for advice because Lord knows we're not great at that, but really like, like think about the specifics of what makes their big friendships special and wonderful. And so I cannot wait to hear from these other pairs of friends examining their big friendships. Um, I will see you on the internet and I will be listening to this very podcast next week. I cannot wait for the moment when we look at each other's outfits and are like, how did this happen? We didn't plan this. Like, I am dying for that. I'm so excited to be a body next to your body in the world. Oh my God. Cannot wait to see what you wear. I love you, boo-boo. I love you too. I will see you on the internet and off. You can find us many places on the internet, callyourgirlfriend.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all your faves. Subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. Call us back. Leave a voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. You can email us, callyrgf at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at callyrgf. And you can buy our book, Big Friendship, anywhere you buy books, but we are really partial to independent books. Our theme song is by Robin. Original music composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our logos are by Kanisha Sneed. Our producer is Jordan Bailey. This podcast is executive produced by Gina Delvac.